Hey there, friends. It's Nick. So, sad news. Maki Kaji died yesterday. And that's probably a name that you don't recognise. But Maki Kaji was actually responsible. He was a, um, a university dropout from Japan. And he was responsible, really, for the popularisation of something that exploded into the, the kind of the culture, I suppose. Um, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, something like that. And that thing is Sudoku. And Kaji, it wasn't, he didn't invent the game, but he kind of reinvented it and he gave it this name Sudoku, which means um, single numbers, I think, in Japanese. Never really intended that name to stick, but it just stuck. And he'd founded this company called Nikolai with a, with a friend. And their goal was, was to get these um, puzzles syndicated in magazines and newspapers around the world. And you can imagine... Yeah, I mean, it took some doing, actually, to get started. But once liftoff, you can imagine how much um, how much that company made and, you know, how many lives were touched by that puzzle. And I don't know whether you play Sudoku, but I love Sudoku. Never really been into crosswords, particularly. But I love Sudoku. And part of the reason is it's that that lovely movement from simplicity to complexity. You know, you can explain the rules of Sudoku to someone in, you know, 20 seconds. And they're true. But as the puzzles get harder, the the difficulty increases. But the the kind of the core beauty of it stays the same. And I think, you know, I've talked before on the podcast about how I'm very passionate about simplicity. But the there's there's the wonderful thing about a certain kind of simplicity, certain seeds, is that they get more complicated as you grow in. Josh Waitzkin, in his book, um, The Art of Learning, talks about how when he was taught to play chess, he started off with um, a king and a pawn. That's how his professional teachers taught him. So you don't start off with all the pieces. You start off with just the very basics and you learn all the complexities and the rhythms and the moves and what have you the tactics of those pieces and then you add the next one and then you add the next one and from this very simple but powerful kind of place came this um this complicated and beautiful game that he became a you know a world champion in and i think this is this is interesting as well because i've talked a lot about niching you know when when we have a business, we create a business, we want to niche to a certain kind of audience, a certain kind of service. And one of the things that people often say is, that, oh, no, it's too small, it's too small. I, I need to open up and say I do everything, otherwise I put people off. But one of the things that I think a lot of people find, and it's certainly true of me, thinking about storytelling, is that if you say, well, I'm going to build a business based on storytelling for business, and you think, well, how many businesses want that? How, that, how many people... How deep can I actually go with this? Well, when you go through that little door, what looks like a little door, on the other side is all this um, beauty and complexity and depth that comes from this one simple thing. And I think I think Sudoku is a fantastic example of that. And um, Maki Kaji may be gone, but Sudoku lives on. And I think, you know, he had an insight that this thing could be powerful and boy did it take off.
newspapers, magazines, websites, apps, Sudoku. I don't know how many games of Sudoku have been played in the world, but, uh, you know, it's a few hundred million, I think. So uh, I wanted to mark that and give me an excuse to talk about this. It's really interesting vector between simplicity and complexity, or maybe the better thing to say is between simplicity and depth. Thanks for listening and remember, your story means business. Hey, this is Nick. Thanks again for listening. To dig deeper, search for story.business.